Welcome to My Soul Dog Podcast with me, your host, Stephanie Nillis. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I don't like to cook, but I do love my dogs. So sit right there while we discuss all things dog training, hydrotherapy, tips, tricks, and everything in between. Welcome to this episode of Pool Potty. If you haven't heard or don't follow my Facebook page, I have taken in a litter of puppies for Muscle of Boxer Rescue, and we've named them the Mash Puppies. There are three boys and one girl. We have Klinger, Radar, and Hawkeye, and our little girl is Margaret Houlihan. And I grew up watching Mash. It was my mom's most favorite show. She didn't watch TV much at all, and she would stop her sewing which she frequently did in the evenings and she when mash was on so she would stop everything we could watch mash and i grew up in a family where you couldn't watch tv during the daytime i know right so saturday cartoons yeah never got to watch those i love staying the night over at friends houses because their parents let them watch cartoons in the morning and that was such a joy for me yeah so there's a little insight into my childhood but MASH was a very popular thing in my house. I think I've seen every single episode. And so there was also this other litter of puppies in the rescue called the Golden Girls. And I thought, oh, well, that is so adorable. That wouldn't it be fun to stay with that kind of theme, the older shows. And so that's why we went with MASH. Um, And then there's Mama Tori, uh, who had these four puppies. Well, I decided I've raised litters of puppies before. And um, of course, I said I would never do it again. And then here I am again. And luckily, this time I have had a tremendous amount of help. I've had people coming and socializing with the puppies. They've been cleaning up after the puppies. They've been doing some laundry uh, while I'm doing other things like the daycare and training classes and whatnot. So I've had tremendous help. Now, since I've been raising these puppies, I have been also, uh, all the time I, I follow other pages of rescues, and I saw this one out of Michigan, and I just noticed in the corner she had a litter box, essentially, and she was putting that there in the whelping box with the puppies and I thought that's strange and as I was watching further and further I was noticing that the puppies as they were growing were starting to use this litter box so I thought that is genius because if you haven't raised a litter of puppies you just don't quite have a grip on how much feces they can produce and they don't care at all that they step in it and then step on something else and it can just be an absolute mess pretty much anything that i put in the puppy's gym is going to be thrown out pretty much everything they just cover it with feces and that's as hard as you try to keep it clean it's not that you just put them in there and let them live in there no no this is you trying to clean up after them now i am in a great sweet spot because there's only four puppies my last litter was 10 oh my gosh It was awful. (laughs) It was awful trying to keep everything clean. But watching this rescue in Michigan use this litter box, I thought, could this possibly work? Could this rescue be onto something? And as I did a little bit more research into it, I realized that it was actually a thing and that you can start these babies really young to start targeting the litter box that we go and make our mess in the box. 
So I decided, why not give it a go? I mean, worst case scenario, we're just back to doing what we were doing before and we're cleaning up messes right and left. Oh, well, but what if it works? So this is a little story about how this has been going. (laughs) And I started off by, um, you have to decide what you're going to put into the box. So I got a litter box, a litter pan, and that is bigger than a cat litter box, but not much. I mean, you could definitely use it for a cat for sure. Probably not high enough sides. It's pretty low sides. And um, there's a little spot that's even lower for so the puppies can have access and get in because they're really wobbly and they don't, they just don't walk very well. <laughs> you know, they're so little. Um, they're like drunk little sailors. So it, I then have to fill it up with something. And I did a little research and went back and forth and asked other people who'd tried it what they use. And so I saw a lot of research on alfalfa pellets being used in the box. And then I also heard um, uh, really horrible stories about the alfalfa pellets being ingested. And so some people swear by doing pine pellets. So, but no matter, it's like anything, no matter where you go and who you talk to, they're all going to have an opinion on what you should use. And so I went with pine pellets, but then I was just hearing someone go, I would never use pine pellets because the they can expand in the mom's tummy and it can cause blockages. And But then I heard the exact same thing about the alfalfa pellet. So I'm like, well, what do you do? So I basically decided that I was not going to make a big fuss about this. I was just going to make a decision. I went with pine pellets. They were easy to obtain. And then also got the tip that you don't have to buy the pine pellets that are the kitty litter pine pellets. You can, but it is cheaper if you go to a feed store and buy pine pellets for horses, like significantly cheaper, like a quarter of the price. And it's a much bigger bag. It is just such a cost savings. And it just depends on what animal you put on the front, apparently. Uh, So anyway, I've got bags of the pine pellets donated and off we went. So I loaded the pan up with these pine pellets and I set it into the whelping box. Now it was a little tricky because as they're about four weeks of age is when I started this. You got to try to catch them when they're going to go potty and put them into the litter box. You want to get the scent of urine or feces into that box and that will attract them to that spot to go potty. It's hard to do if I'm not on them constantly. But luckily I had some volunteers and I trained them up on how to do it that if they woke up from a nap at all or after they were done eating, Within that 20 minutes after they were done eating, they were going to have a bowel movement or they were going to go potty. So we would point them off, we'd put them in the box, and we'd hold them there until they went potty. I thought I would leave it in there after I had gotten some scent in there. It was working. We were getting a potty or two. It wasn't, you know, 100% or nothing, but that's just us picking them up and putting them into the box. They were not walking into it. It was there for them to walk into it, but they were having nothing to do with it. So we just continued to, if we, they woke up from a nap, we would pick them up, set them in the box, see if we could get them to urinate or defecate in the box. And then um, I noticed that it was becoming a really big mess. Tori would, the mom would go in there and she was still wanting to eat the feces of the puppies. Um, She was such a clean mama. She is such a clean mama that she would go in and clean up their messes. And I'm like, well, now you're going against the story like we can't we need to leave it there so they can smell 
the scent of the feces. But nature takes over and she goes, no, we can't let anybody know that the puppies are here because it could be dangerous for them with other animals trying to get them. So she is cleaning up as fast as they're doing it. And I thought, oh, this is a mess. And she'd also dig through. So it went all over the whelping box. It was a mess. And I thought, forget it. This is more work for me to clean up all this. This is crazy. So I took that kitty litter box and I put it outside of the whelping box. I thought, okay, we're just not going to do that. I will wait until they're a little bit older and we start weaning them off of mom and I'll start again. So I saw, uh, I put an all call out to see if I could get a pool. I knew someone else that used a pool, so much better just a small kiddie pool, but much bigger than the kitty litter box that I was using. And I just cut a slit out in the side so there would be an entrance point for the puppies. Filled that up with the pine pellets and created a gym for the puppies. So they were not in the whelping box during the day. They were only in there at night and they'd go into their gym that had all this enrichment stimulation, obstacles, tunnels, ladders, all sorts of stuff and places to sleep and they would eat in there during the day but they could still nurse at night. So we're just phasing them off of mom. And we, anytime I had volunteers coming in, they would grab the puppies and put them in there. And we just kept doing this over and over and over again. And wouldn't you know it, (laughs) then all of a sudden one day, I think it was Margaret Houlihan, I'm pretty sure it was her, she started to walk towards the pool and she went potty in the pool. She was having a pool potty. Can you believe it? Just by us picking up the puppies and guiding them there, setting them in and having them potty in the pool, they started on their own starting to walk over and go potty. And that was about five and a half weeks, six, yeah, about five and a half weeks. By week six, They were going over there. All three boys and Margaret Houlihan would walk over into the pool and go potty. It was absolutely incredible. These puppies were potty training at five and a half, six weeks old. This is just insane. I was absolutely amazed that these babies were getting the idea and there's not a lot of training if you will um and I just let it happen we would just guide them there they'd go potty and then they'd be let out if they went potty uh, to go and play and so they would they're just doing it on their own and no at this age they're seven weeks now they are not fully potty trained they are not going to be fully potty trained for several more weeks but boy, do we have a jump start on it for adoptive families. We are weeks ahead for these adoptive families. And so in my gym, they are having some accidents, but it's nowhere near the amount of potties that I have to pick up. I clean out their litter box, their pool with all the pine shavings in there. I clean that out several times a day. So I can see it's a light color pine is a light color and so when they poop in the pool you can clearly see it so I know if they're using it or not and they're always using it it is so fantastic they also make messes other places but it is significantly reduced the amount of cleaning I have to do 
it is genius. It is absolutely genius. And then what I want to do is by week eight, uh, they are going to be starting their crate training. And every morning when I get there and open up their crates, their pool is going to be sitting right in front of them. So they leave the crate and only have a couple feet to go to get to their pool because puppies are going to have to potty as soon as they wake up. So I want them learning. We're going to walk straight right when we get up. We walk straight into that pool and we go potty and then we go have our breakfast. So it's not only that this is really helping me be able to have these foster puppies and it really helps reduce how much cleaning I have to do, but I'm really, really curious how this is going to translate into these adoptive homes. Once these puppies are adopted, how does it, how will the potty training progress? And I got to thinking about it and I thought this is a really genius idea in that I am going to bag up some of the pine shavings. I can give them fresh shavings, not the used shavings, but I will give them fresh shavings and then they can take that home with them because the puppy is used to going potty on these shavings. Now that's not to say that you have to have a potty pool in your house, but what you could do is take those shavings that I give you and sprinkle them out in your yard in a, in a spot. And so when the, you take your puppy outside into your yard, they're going to recognize those pine shavings, which will hopefully cue to them that they're going, they need to go potty out here. Outside is where we go potty. Now, one thing that is also great is that if you just have natural landscape, lawn, I'm assuming, the pine shavings are biodegradable, so you can sprinkle them on. They're going to be gone very quickly. They break down, and they'll just go into the earth. There's no chemicals put on these, and so it's going to be environmentally friendly. So you can just sprinkle them and then have the puppy go outside, show them where those pine pellets are, and that should initiate that potty. Secondly, I thought, oh, I hear often people asking me if they if we can train their dog to go potty in a specific area. Well, if that's you, you could start, and you've adopted one of these puppies, you could start that. You're not just going to put the pine shavings just anywhere. You're going to take those pine shavings and put them where you want your puppy to go potty. Where exactly do you want to create this habit? And I am so excited to see if this translates, to see will this puppy start to go to that spot and go potty. Again, I've not done it before, but I don't see why it wouldn't work, especially if the puppy parents are going to be reinforcing that behavior. And by reinforcing, I mean with food. So when the puppy goes out to go potty and they find the pine shavings, as soon as the puppy is done pottying, that parent is right there to say, yay, good potty. Here's a piece of food. Here's a piece of food. Here's a piece of food. So the puppy really makes that connection. I have done a really good thing. I only have these puppy parties when I go potty where these shavings are. And then as the shavings break down over time, the puppy will still go to that spot in the yard to go potty. And you know, thirdly, Let's suppose that you want to adopt a puppy, but you're going to be, you know, have some long hours. You could potentially have a litter box in an X pen where your puppy's crate is. So your puppy goes to that spot and goes potty. I mean, that that's not something that I would prefer, 
I would rather have someone come into my home and let my dog out to go potty if they can't hold it for the amount of time that I'm gone. Um, But let's suppose you don't have access. Maybe you're in an apartment. Whatever the case may be, that could absolutely be an option and litter box train your puppy. So that way you're not having to do the puppy pads. And all I did was get a cat litter scoop and I used that to scoop out their litter box. So it is genius. It has just worked so well. It is just, you know, in those pine pellets where a fraction of the price of any kind of kitty litter would be. Um, I don't want to use any kitty litter, actual kitty litter, because you don't want the puppies ingesting that. So that's why we went with the pine pellets. But there is kitty litter that is just pine pellets. So, um, and it's just, these were just a fraction of the price if you get the horse pellets. But anyway, we already talked about that. So moving on, um, I'm really excited to see if this will translate for these mash puppies. These puppies have have been so well socialized. They have done so many confidence building activities and to be able to start their potty training and they're going to start their crate training this next week. Once they turn eight weeks, they're going to be getting their first set of vaccinations um, at the end of this week. And so I'm just so excited for their future. And I cannot wait. I really hope that I can stay in contact with the adoptive families just for this reason. Of course, I always want to see how the puppies do that I raised, but I understand, you know, getting on with your life. But I would really love to see how this translates into the home, if it was helpful or not. I do think, though, that if I ever raise another litter of puppies, I'm going to continue to do this because it really helped me. It was also really cool to watch the puppies develop and progress and get it. It was so neat to see them walk over to that pool and go potty. I I couldn't believe it. It's just so neat to watch that development. But I really hope that it makes the adoptive parents lives more easy it'll make the puppy's life more easy it'll just be a seamless transition it will and that's another thing it will be known so they're going into a new home that's going to be a little stressful for the puppies it's not that they don't get over it of course they do but maybe giving them something more familiar like these pine pellets and their blankie that smells like them and giving them these things it'll just make that transition so much gentler and easier for everybody involved so Stay tuned. I will let you know how this ends. I'm really looking forward to hearing from these parents and just seeing how it went. And I want to share that with you as well. So feel free to share this podcast of anyone you know who maybe you know a breeder who has puppies and hasn't tried this yet. Or um, maybe you know someone in rescue that takes in puppies. This would be a great activity for them as well. And I'm always available for people who to ask questions because Lord knows, you know, there's you're always doing something for the first time and it's really nice when you have someone that you can ask am I doing this right or what do you think about this and so getting that support is just lovely so with that I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you for joining me I am so grateful for your support and if you haven't gone over to my Facebook page positive connection DT dog dog training then please go over there and follow me. I so appreciate your support. I will see you next time right back here. Bye.